0: Welcome to the Xeno Learn podcast, where we ask the question if you could teach the next generation one thing, what would it be? I'm your host, Claire, and I am so excited for you to join us today. And welcome back, Xeno Learners, to another episode of the Xeno Learn podcast. And today, I'm very excited to announce our guest, Logan Lee. Logan, say hi to everyone. Hi,
1: hi, everyone. Hi, new friends.
0: I'm very excited. We've been talking about this for a while because I think that you have such a unique story to share about travel and about meeting other people and experiencing new cultures through your travels. So without further ado, could you introduce yourself, Logan?
1: Well, first, thank you for having me here. I'm mean, where to start? So I'm a twenty-something third culture kid that was born in Vietnam, but raised in Canada, and currently I live in the Netherlands. Well, we both do. We're both here, live, sitting live in the, the Netherlands. Netherlands. Yes, and since graduating university with a media degree, I got a chance to live abroad across three different continents in countries like Sweden, Tanzania, to South Africa, and basically. From living abroad, I got to do my full-time roles in consultant work and in digital marketing and branding. So essentially, traveling and this, this love for being international has always shaped who I am. On top of that, I kind of have a slight obsession for food and cooking too, so just want to throw that in there.
0: I wonder if you could share with people how many stamps you have in your passport.
1: Okay, well, I I am on my, I think my fourth passport at this point in time. So this passport is kind of a new, but I'm halfway through. But I've been to 84 countries to be exact. And I know 84 sounds like, if you can see Claire right now, her mouth (laughs) is like huge. But the thing is, is that 84 countries, there's, what, 197 countries out there in the world, and I've only been to four continents, from North America to Europe, Asia, and Africa, so to me, that's like a slice Mm -hmm. of things.
0: So, Logan, I have an idea for a game if you're interested. Uh,
1: Yes. Sign me up.
0: (laughs) You've traveled to so many countries. I wanted to go to a random country
1: generator
0: online. I've asked it to give me 12 countries. And we're going to read this list at random. And we're just going to see where you've been, where you haven't, (laughs) and to the countries that you have been to already. Could you give a brief one-liner about okay. the country and experience? Sure.
1: Fire at me.
0: It's rapid fire, so here we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have you ever been to Mauritania?
1: No, I haven't.
0: What about Oman?
1: Yes, actually a few months ago, and I've hitchhiked in Oman as well, and I can say the most open and welcoming people ever, period. What about Republic of the Congo? I haven't, but I've been to its neighbor, the Democratic Republic of the Congo.
0: Awesome. What about Senegal?
1: No, I haven't yet.
0: Antigua and
1: Barbuda. I would love to experience that part of the world. Morocco. Love Morocco. It's a really fun country for a road trip.
0: What about Greenland? Have you been to Greenland? Oh my god, does Iceland count? No, No. it doesn't. I know,
1: does Denmark count? Ooh, is that touchy? (laughs)
0: All right, Virgin Islands. It's a British territory.
1: No, I wish.
0: Okay, how about Austria?
1: Yes, I spent many summers sailing there.
0: What about Ghana?
1: Actually, I have very fond memories of Ghana because that was my first ever country abroad. And I mean, aside from immigrating to Canada, but I got to live there and got to experience what life is like with a host family there. So it's very special to me.
0: Two more. Have you ever been to Turks and Caicos?
1: I know a lot of Canadians holiday there, but uh, sign me up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So not yet for you. Not yet. Finally, have you ever been to Kyrgyzstan?
1: Oh, that is on my list. No, I haven't yet.
0: Well, you have very full. passports (laughs) (laughs) I thought it would be a nice little warm-up for us to just see where you've been and to see where you would like to go next so just to explain a little bit at the beginning um, Logan and I have known each other for almost two years yeah we've met through our boyfriends
1: yeah yeah yeah. I remember us sitting by a canal just talking about life about our experience as expats yeah. abroad mm-hmm. and just about what's like you know having a canadian mindset mm-hmm. but on the other side of the world
0: yeah and a lot of what we connected on is stuff that i'm trying to work with right now with xeno mm-hmm. learn learn your place to learn diversity that's a subject that you hold very dear to your heart and one that you've kept in mind and Learn and grown from while traveling. So, to get back to you, Logan, and your travels, (laughs) I was wondering if you could share perhaps a favorite city or a place or a country, a a kind of, I really want it to be sort of knee jerk reaction. Like, what comes to your mind first and foremost? Okay,
1: I know that this podcast has just started, but Claire's firing the hard questions already (laughs) that's like a parent choosing their favorite child (laughs) which okay um right off the bat i can think of vietnam so i was born there and i didn't know anything about it for the longest time see my parents they immigrated with me when i was a baby to canada but when i was growing up in canada i felt like i was in between two different worlds, a Western one in the public, where I would learn things like Renaissance art and Greek philosophy in school, but then only spoke English with my friends. And then at home, a slice of Vietnamese culture with my parents only speaking to me in Vietnamese and only cooking Vietnamese dishes and doing traditions that they brought over from our home country so the only thing that I knew about Vietnam the country itself was from my mom's recipes and from holidays like Lunar New Year but actually two years ago in between when I first moved to the Netherlands and moved back I had the opportunity to finally live in Vietnam and I took it like that in a heartbeat. So we're talking about a country that I've never been to before, but I've always had this invisible string tied to it. And for a whole year of living there, it felt like I was connecting pieces of my heritage to my identity and understanding it better from my parents' upbringing to how they raised me. I was trying all these flavors and food that I had grown up with, but had new taste too because these are fresh ingredients grown in this region. And in Vietnam, I was able to use the language each day with everyone I encountered, which sounds kind of strange, but I only talked Vietnamese to my parents before. Mm -hmm. It made me understand the sacrifice that my parents made in immigrating and leaving literally everything that they knew about their world behind from an underprivileged upbringing to give me the kind of upbringing that they dreamt for their future family. Mm -hmm. So all this was from being in Vietnam and being in the country that I was born in, but never grew up in. From that, I think a lot of people in the West has this image of Vietnam from the American War. And that image really got flipped upside down for me when... I was there to see how booming the economy is as one of Asia's fastest growing, to how underrated the gorgeous nature is from the mountains and treks you can do through valleys of the north to just like the coastline that wraps around literally half of the country. It's a landscape that encompasses so much, but then different regions have their own specialty and food that goes beyond pho to just how diverse the people are with 54 different ethnic groups in one country so it just holds a very special place in my heart
0: yeah of course and i know that you've had this connection with this country that you've never been to Mm -hmm. before Uh, i mean you have a last name from a country that you've never been to before i can relate to that because my last name was dutch from my father's grandparents who both immigrated from the netherlands to canada Mm -hmm. at different times But, you know, I was never able to pronounce my last name correctly until I went to the
1: Netherlands. And it's kind of trippy to have people be like, this is actually what your last name is pronounced when you thought of your identity of your last name Mm -hmm. as something completely different your whole entire life growing up.
0: Absolutely. And also putting yourself in your parents' shoes and experiencing a, a taste of the culture that they came from, the lifestyle Uh, that they were so familiar with, and you leaving from Canada to move to another country, immigrate to another country, you know, that's kind of a double experience for you where on the one hand, you have experienced what it is like to be an immigrant Mm -hmm. and then doing it a kind of second time Uh, to the country that you're originally from.
1: Except my parents, I just give so much gratitude and thanks for because you know moving to the netherlands where it's a country in the western world where at this point in life i have all the technologies Mm -hmm. and resources i can go on google translate and literally translate anything that i don't understand into english right and i can read that whereas my parents when they first immigrated to canada what 25 years ago they never had these technologies they only had vietnamese and they had to try to navigate an english-speaking world they had to try to navigate how to get jobs and it was just them two whereas here my partner who is dutch we balance each other out a lot but i also rely on him a lot to help me with taxes to help me with bureaucratic stuff whereas my parents to think 25 years ago when you don't have and for a lot of people still today immigrating to canada from A country where English is not your mother tongue and you may not even know that language whether it's French or English and to come to Canada and just start completely brand new and all over, that's terrifying. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Like I come here and even though Dutch is the main language here, there's still enough English here that Mm -hmm. I can get by and with my very limited Dutch. But with my parents, I can only imagine when they first came, what it was like to carry a brand new 11 months old over an airplane where they never flew before Mm -hmm. to a city that they never even touched foot down on before for just this dream, Mm -hmm. just this slice of what they envisioned for their future family.
0: Yeah. You know, you come from this background... Mm -hmm why were you so interested in traveling? What inspired you to start traveling to so many countries?
1: Well, traveling for me, I think it is because going back to growing up as a third culture kid and as an immigrant, the idea of home has always been fluid for me. You know, we often get this question, where are you from, right? But whenever I'm asked that, I'm like, there's so many answers to that question. Just because I was born somewhere doesn't mean that I'm from there if I have no memories of it. Or am I from the country that I spent all my life in? Or am I now from the Netherlands because my residency permit and because I'm planning to live here for the rest of my life? These conundrums in a way have fueled my travels. See." I travel so much because in part of it, it is a huge passion for me and I love it, but innately because I think I've been searching for a place I can call home, that I can feel connected to and feel like I'm from there. And that's also why I love experiencing things from new food to different cultures because just because you are grown up in one corner of the world doesn't mean you have to stay there for the rest of your life if you don't want to. If you don't identify with it, if you feel like you belong elsewhere or you love a certain type of food more, then travels gives you that power to experiment, to step out of your routine and comforts and be curious. It answers a lot of those questions for me. but. Also ultimately it's just fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. And what what have you
0: learned from those fun travels, from being curious, loving a food and deciding, you know, I'm gonna just spend more time here <laughs> yeah. and and take advantage of the possibilities of experiencing new mm-hmm. cultures and new foods.
1: What I've learned is that in travel itself, it breaks down boundaries and connects people. I think we all come from certain bubbles and communities of our own, but when we leave that behind and break out of that routine and that familiarity, we expand and push our comfort zones. What I think I knew about a certain country gets challenged and the reality of being there is usually vastly different than the image I had of it itself. For example, when I was in Saudi Arabia, I think even saying traveling to the Middle East already conjures up certain images in people's minds, right? And a lot of my friends, when I talk about my travels, they actually warned me to you know, to be safe, to be careful going to the Middle East because I'm an openly gay man who's traveling with my partner. So, picture two guys together in Saudi Arabia and that's a different reaction to when I tell my friends that I'm traveling around the USA afterwards. But when I was in Saudi Arabia, the locals from the big cities to the small towns were just very open and friendly with me and Yarun, my partner. So our sexualities were the furthest things away from anyone's mind. And the conversations were more about their curiosities on what we think of their country, what we think of their food, and what we think of their city life. And actually on our trip, Yerun and I got approached in a local museum by a group of local Saudi Arabian guys in a university. And they were like a fraternity. So after five minutes of just, you know, chatting, where are you from? One of them was telling us how he was showing his group of friends around his hometown. And later tonight, they're camping in a desert and having a huge barbecue feast. And they were wondering if we wanted to join them for dinner and even camp with them for the night out in the desert. (laughs) So, yeah, I know. Uh. So, literally, it felt surreal being invited on the spot. And that night, we took part in traditional dancing and tea drinking and a feast of two gigantic roasted lambs where most people spoke only Arabic aside from our three friends. I mean... This was the definition of immersing ourselves in different culture, and definitely going out of our comfort zones. But we were with a group of Saudi Arabians who were really open, and they wanted us to ask them about anything that we're curious about from their culture, from women's rights to the economy transitioning out of oil. Then fast forward to our trip in the US after Saudi Arabia. We were in Las Vegas, All right, I know that this is, you know, such a contrast in the two plays where Las Vegas was literally just for purely for leisure and fun. So we went from a country where no alcohol was allowed to literally Sin City. And our hotel was right on the strip. So my partner and I walked just a bit off the strip. And already, we were followed by a disgruntled person. And For some reason, that person started yelling homophobic slurs at us, and it was completely unprovoked, and this person kept following us in the middle of broad daylight until we ducked into a convenience store, and that situation felt like I could have been in actual danger, and he could have gotten violent and caught up to us. Now, when you go to Las Vegas and the U.S., people don't usually caution you. And the image of the country is vastly different and less stigmatized than, say, a country like Saudi Arabia. Yet our personal experiences also debunked the ideas that we had. Yeah. Now, just like any countries that we have in mind, we always have images and words associated with it. You know, when I think of Canada, I think of Putin. Fair enough, right? But I think
0: of snowmen. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think of beautiful mountains, right? And
0: Tim Hortons.
1: But, you know, growing up in Toronto, when I get people who also think of beautiful mountains, I'm like, yeah, that's nowhere near where I live, right? So, to that extent, it is similar to any countries, and that includes a country like Saudi Arabia. Why? Yerun and I was so curious about this country is that we were actually one of the first people to get access to a tourist visa when they first opened the tourist system to anyone around the world to get a visa. And we wanted to see it for ourselves. And I think that's my motto when I travel. I want to experience it and see it for myself so I can think for myself and make up my own conclusions about the country
0: so you said something that i want you to repeat you said i go to countries and i make up my own mind
1: yes about them
0: about experiencing them firsthand yep. and being open to a reality that may be different from
1: my own from, from your the own media. but also from, from yeah the white... media the stereotypes
0: yeah. i think that that's so important and also one of the reasons why I knew I wanted you to come share your experiences because you are learning from people who are different than yourself directly from them and that changes it entirely
1: I think that we all have our own cultures and norms but then by conversations with people and experiencing these other pockets of the world through new food, through new languages, and sharing each other's views and ways of life, I've also learned how some things are just universal for everyone, such as our need to be loved, for friendships, for the bond of family, and a smile carries this lightness wherever you are, whether I'm in Saudi Arabia or whether I'm in Vietnam. If we don't speak the same language, one thing is for sure is that a smile means the same in either language.
0: I love that lesson that a smile is universal. Now, if I can play devil's advocate here, Logan, what if someone who is listening to the podcast says, "Okay, Logan, that sounds great. I get the importance of travel, but... I don't have the time nor the resources and I'm watching the Discovery Network you know I am mm-hmm. learning about other places other cultures through television documentaries books you know yeah. do I really have to go to the country to learn about it what would you say to that to, to those people who feel that they can travel quote unquote mm-hmm. from home
1: well Another big reason why I traveled is because I got inspired by those sources that you were talking about, such as National Geographic. I grew up flipping through those glossy pages, staring at these images of places that I just could never even dream up of because they just look so wondrous. But the thing is, is that every single experience is different to the person itself because Different things, different people that we meet and come across with, and challenges that we that arises that we don't think of when we set out on our adventures shape and challenge who we are and what we know of ourselves. For me, if you want to go out there, then the adventure is worth it because you get to define yourself through that and get to define what that means to you. But at the same time, travel, I wouldn't say, is essential for everybody. Because we all have our different passions. We all have our own different loves in life. And so I understand that. Um, but that that just means that travel means different things for everyone. But I think first, if you can define what it means for you, you can really find any possible way to travel with whatever resources you have, if you want to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's important to note that every person, their experiences cumulatively determine the lens through which they see exactly. the world. And so even a documentary filmmaker, you know, is pointing the camera in one direction.
1: And is showing a storyline and that they specifically mm-hmm. want to tell. So same thing with when we see news sources about you know, a tragedy in the world or a success in the world, that is a slice of a story that is being told, but that doesn't necessarily mean the complete story.
0: Mm -hmm. There's always something behind the camera.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So lovely. I love what I'm hearing. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you. I have one (laughs) final question for you. As you know, Learn's mission is to learn about others Mm -hmm. in an understanding way, in a respectful way, and Mm -hmm. in an accepting way. Accepting that humans are different and that's natural and inherent to who we are. So if you could go into a classroom full of young people or say something to our next generation, what lesson would you like to share with them?
1: For this, I would circle back to what travel means different things for everyone and defining your own definition of travel because really there's so many resources out there that if you feel like you're limited if you feel like that this is just something that you want something that you're curious about but travel is not accessible to you I would say that there's so many different options depending on how you define travel you know there's exchange programs if you're Canadian there's also government-funded volunteer exchange programs to participate in such as Canada World Youth which I went on to go abroad in meaningful journeys in countries like Ghana, Indonesia, Peru there's also working um abroad and working holiday visas as accessible to youth from 18 to 30, 35. There's Woofing, which is a website dedicated to volunteering in eco and sustainable farms in exchange for free accommodation and meals. And I have friends who have worked as au pairs, which you'll get a private room and meals and a weekly allowance in exchange for taking care of a family's child. And back in school, I funded two of my backpacking trips across Europe by working summer camps in Switzerland as an adventure counselor leading mountain hikes and whitewater rafting trips through the Alps. Like as if I ever whitewater rafted ever before in my life at that point. But I've also hitchhiked cross borders from Spain to Portugal and within the Middle East and Oman as well so there are free ways to get from point A to point B and there's ways to get paid to do that as well and in my early 20s I did a lot of couch surfing which is literally crashing on a stranger's couch in different countries who is willing to host strangers like me. Basically it comes down to I think people have this idea of travel that has to be far or grand or a cost of grand. But really, it can even be a different community in your own country to experience. And that spirit of newness is the same as travel itself. Travel isn't rigid and doesn't have one definition. That definition is always evolving and personable to what you want to experience of the world. And one of the biggest things that I've learned way later outside of school that I hope that I can tack on in front front of a classroom is that we live in an ever more global society and everything from the way we use and consume media to how we connect with people in cultural and economic settings is globalized. In that way, the world that we live in has never been more accessible than it is now. So when you start thinking about your career or your community and what you choose to do, it literally has a ripple effect that goes beyond the boundary that you are given and that you're born and grew up in. So really just to embrace internationalism and have that global mindset.
0: So well said, Logan. I hope that people can can hear you and they can learn and maybe feel inspired to travel. I know that you've given lots of resources and names of organizations, so I will link them all down in the description of this podcast for anyone who is interested. But I think that you couldn't have ended it on a more positive and inspiring note. Thank you so, so much again, Logan. It's a for pleasure. sharing your time and your stories with us. And now I would like to roll out the red carpet for you. Oh. Where can our Xeno learners find you?
1: I have a YouTube vlog series, actually, that documents my travels around the world at youtube.com slash Logan Lee, as well as my Instagram at Logie which is L-O-G-E-Y-L-Y, where people can just reach out, send me messages, uh, have conversations, and I'm there. And indulge
0: in your wonderful travel pictures (laughs) and your beautiful travel blogs.
1: And thank you for having me.
0: So all of those links will be in the description of this podcast. Logan, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Logan, again, for joining us on the podcast today. A few takeaways from this conversation. First takeaway, experience a country, a place, or a community yourself before making a final judgment, especially based on external resources. Second takeaway, a smile is universal. And third, there is always, always, always a way to travel. Whether it's through school, through work, or through volunteering, there are resources out there for you. No excuses anymore, okay? That is it for today, Xeno Learners. Thank you so, so much for joining the podcast. You can always stay up to date on all things Xeno Learn by following our social media at Xeno Learn on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Have a great day, everyone.